You're listening to Earful of Dirt, the Major League Rugby Podcast. We're live each Monday night on YouTube, available for download every Wednesday morning, and always online at earfulofdirt.com. Bringing you the latest news, views, and abuse, Earful of Dirt is the only podcast dedicated to Major League Rugby. Now, coming to you live from across the United States, here's your hosts. And we're live. Welcome to You're Full of Dirt, the Major League Rugby Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Aaron Castro, coming to you live from Mesa. Uh, Corey is not here. Uh, I definitely um, left him to die uh, in the in the frozen tundra of Iowa. Um, he uh, he's sick tonight, so uh, I will be producing the show somehow. And uh, Dan and Victor are kicking it in New York City. Dan. You know, man, I we're I gonna do. talk. We're gonna talk about that. Josh, out there in Denver, I'm in the comments. Uh, I guess on Twitter. So if you hashtag EOD Pod, I'll be looking at that. But Dan, you went to Miami this weekend, right? No, I didn't go to Miami this weekend. That's next weekend. Oh, which I'm, what? I'm really, you know, I'm really excited about it. But I'm really upset because it happens to be the exact same day as the first real match for Rugby United New York. So the first I, I mean, real match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last he, match he's was a lion. I'm like, no, no, it was a scrimmage, and and they didn't even really advertise it. So this is like the first like get the fans in, busting people in from the tournaments. Um, but I'm not really sad about going to Miami. So <laughs> Miami, I I need to go to uh Miami. Brooke, uh, Brooke's uncle lives there. It's like great time. Want to go? Oh, that's yeah. very, very nice. But um, was there some extra snow, Josh? I you guys are getting weird weather, so yes, yeah, it was like frozen rain turned to snow. So, yay! So, <laughs> with that, uh, for everyone new to the show, um, we're here every Monday night. We discuss news, rumors from Major League Rugby, the United States Professional Rugby Union competition. It's a chance to discuss the issues, hear from the league team leadership, and check in with our friends across U.S. rugby. Uh, I didn't see any reviews, so, uh, you know, if you love listening to us and you're an iTunes guy or girl or man, woman, lady, sir, um, please leave us a five-star review, and uh, we'll read it out on the show. And... Wait, we got some merch. Uh, for the next five-star review, uh, you get an MLR hat. Uh, like the one I'm exporting right now for those of you that see it. Right here in the video, this one. So, anyone well listening a, at home. As well as a beautiful polo shirt, if you see it as well on the video. Again, you, you, you you're not getting the polo shirt, though. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so, yeah. no, well, you are getting Corey's, apparently, just to let you guys oh, know. Oh, well, okay. So that's going to be we're gonna, that's gonna be a di- that's going to be a giveaway for some yeah, We're, we're going to have to figure something out, but we're, we're going to give away. The hat goes for the next five star review. So, yeah. and if you're listening at home, it's a it's a hat. Um, it would fit on <laughs> most people's head. Um, the color is black. There's a logo on it. It's a trucker hat. Just it's be a honest. Hat. It's a trucker hat. Yeah. Look like Ashton mm-hmm. Kutcher from ten years ago. That's very beautiful. Exactly. MLR. Here you go. That's right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can be um, put in the, like at the back has like the plastic thing that where you could clip it, so that way it fits in the top of head <laughs> or any size head. <laughs> I don't know the actual word. I'm just saying words. This week, what do we got, Dan? Um, So as as we mentioned, there was a uh, 
there's a match here in New York, the first official professional rugby match in New York City, or the New York area, at least. I don't think it was actually in New York City. Yeah, um, no, 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 no. yeah whatever. Um, the, the second part, which is uh, actually a, a follow-up from a question we had mid, um, mid-pod last week that we wanted to give some actual thought to because someone asked us basically, who do you pick based on the ARC to go to the World Cup? So we're going to start with the forwards um, based off the ARC and the experience there. Um, a bit of banter from this weekend, too. There were a couple matches internationally. Um, the, uh, the green guys in Ireland, they won. Good for them. Some controversy as well. Um, so not MLR specific, but we are going to talk a bit about that. So first things first, we got New York. Rugby United New York. So, Victor, what did you see? Ah, well, first of all, guys, Iona College has a beautiful field in the middle of the campus, and it served as a perfect venue for Rugby United New York's first match. Now, I had to admit I arrived a little late uh, because of work, and I missed the first uh, try, which I've been told was put by a friend of the show, uh, Anthony Perry. Hello, Anthony, because I know you are listening. Uh, I it was party. Not- oh, Perry? No, it's, no it's, it's, it's Perry. I think they mentioned party. They said party. Yeah. Party? So, field. so Anthony, well, it's going to be Anthony party, 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 not Perry. It's two R's, man. I know Ford. it's two R's. <laughs> I thought it was Perry. So, semantics. Moving on. So in any case, he put the first try. Uh, but by minute 22, when I got to sit down and everything, the score was already 7-0 uh, for New York. Uh, after I sat down, t- tries came from USA Eagle, um, Shippers Kelly. They came from Scar Half, Marcus uh, Walsh, and also from Eagle Sevens player, uh, Connor Wallace Sims. And during the first half, the score was 3-3-0 going for New York, which which surprised me quite quite a lot, especially for the fact that, as you may remember, uh, Ontario Arrows tied against uh, the Houston Severcats. But in any case, uh, Rooney scored in, in the first half, uh, courtesy of eight-man Ross Deacon, and through a couple of knock-ons and wild passes by the New York team, uh, Ontario scored three tries by Locke, Josh Ben Horn, center Sean Windsor, which, by the way, was beautiful at the kick as, as he was down in Houston and winger Aaron Wilson. And the score ended uh, with a 36, 19 score. Now, after the end of the match, uh, people clap as usual. Uh, I went down to the field and I got a chance to talk to new Eagle and also captain of that match. Uh, Dil- uh, Dylan, the busher, a faucet uh, who was obviously really happy for the result uh, for this very small time that the team had together. And in fact, all my talks with players such as uh, Chris Bacasisi-Cacala, uh, Gavin Damore-Morrison, Nate Berkeley, and Luke Hume all mentioned pretty much the same thing. We are working with little time together and we're getting big results, which is obviously what's, what the team is looking for. I also had the chance, and I was really happy, that I had to talk uh, with Eagle legend Mike, uh, Mike Perry. Uh, Petri, excuse me, not Perry. Mike Petri. You say he's a legend and you mess up his name. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> Mike did. Petri. Petri. Hey, uh, he's, Mike uh, Party. 
Mike Parties. Mike Party. <laughs> Author A. He's a he's an accomplished children's writer. Okay. Yes, yeah. and you're gonna, um, you're get Yes, uh, no, no, and actually, talk, we talked a little bit about the book, actually, mentioning the, the fact that I'm planning on getting it. So I got to talk to my Petri and also his father, who was who was having a conversation. You know, it's a children's uh, book, right? I, I do. It's okay. Ours for rugby school. No worries. Like no it's for kids. <laughs> no worries. I can still get it anyway. So anyway, so he I was wants to give it a five star review on Amazon. Gosh. That too, of course. Duh. <laughs> so I also got to talk to uh, Mike's father, uh, who was having, like I said, a conversation with uh, with uh, Mike Tolkien. Really cool people. Got, uh, and it, actually, Mike Petrus was one, uh, one of the first Eagles players that I got to know by name. So I was really excited to meet this guy. So I was gushing all over, of course. Uh, you also and also, uh, I got to. Yeah, talk to yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got to be my hero. That's right. I also got to talk to coaches, um, uh, Bruce McLean and Mike Tolkien, who had very different ideas of the match. So McLean was less than happy about the team's offense uh, when it came to protecting the trial line and mauling, while while Tolkien was as happy as a coach could be and didn't have many negatives to talk about. So very different views from two, from the two coaches. Now, overall, it was a great match, a small crowd of probably less than 40 people by my estimates always say cannot wait for the game this week against the boston mystics uh, also guys um quick shout out to the uh, mr dj coil um who was also in attendance he was talking with dylan fawcett as i was approaching to talk uh, to the eagle player but I actually did not recognize him so dj i'm sorry i did not recognize you he didn't know it, it was me but i don't know why he's saying hey victor how are you say hey, i'm sorry do i know you but so I felt quite embarrassed. How do people not know you. You're pretty. You're pretty conspicuous of a person. Like, so Victor. Victor says he doesn't photobomb people, and he always asks for photos. But there's like five photos of different eagles that he's in, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> I just We're gonna have to spend next week each day as a different picture. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> No, yeah, but guys, overall, it was, it, was, it was really cool. Um, that was also my first time up in New Rochelle, uh, which is obviously already outside of New York City, up in Westchester County, upstate New York. Beautiful area. The day was it was a gorgeous sunny day. Um, it was a beautiful day for rugby. Let's put it that way. So, I really enjoyed my time up there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's actually um, it's kind of funny that you say that the coach McLean was pretty unhappy about the defense and. Um, protecting their try line, considering the fact that they didn't allow a single score until like, I guess around forty-five or fifty minutes in, when it was thirty-three nothing. So I fifty-two about a minute fifty-two or so. Fifty-two, yeah. Um, I'd I'd be pretty happy about that. You know, I, yeah, I come I, I come away from that saying it's, it's a success. Uh, getting tongue-tied here. Uh, success. Um, but actually, going off that too, um, you also mentioned that it's it's really, I guess, awesome to see them do so well against a team which just a couple weeks ago tied the Sabercats, um, a team that is practicing professionally, has been full preseason, brought in a bunch of players, including Olympic gold medalists and overseas players. And, you know, this team won by a lot. So I'm getting I'm getting pretty excited for this team. Uh, not a single player on this team has even really been recruited yet. It's almost it's it's all 
um, I think essentially Nyack and Old Blue for this week. I was yeah I was because numbers. because Nyack and Old Blue didn't recruit all these people beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No, when, when you've got like former pros that are still like 27, just hanging out, um, living in New York, you know, on your team. Yeah. Well, like they didn't do any full recruiting for a, a fully professional team yet. It was just an amateur club division one rugby. It's always been great, but it's good to see that this is what comes from it. Um, all the starters. I, I don't know where David Gannon played. I don't know. He might be playing with Nyack or Old Blue. I know he played for Conduct, um, which kind of, goes to your point, Aaron, about former pros overseas. <laughs> um, all the starters were either Nyack or Old Blue. Um, I think everyone is it's this is this is what's kind of tough to find out all the players. Um one player I think was from Monmouth and another I think played for the um AIC, the school up in Boston. Um they probably they played in one of these clubs after. Mm-hmm. American International? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I wrote down AIC and I completely forgot what it actually was. Yeah, so American International. Good job, Amy. And you got Chris, the play, the place for uh, Lansdale up in um, Woodhaven in the Bronx. Oh, is that Chris? Which uh, I can't yeah, pronounce ba- Yeah, ba- ba- yeah Sisika Kalala, whatever his last name is pronounced. I think that was actually pretty good. We're, we're usually so terrible with names. I mean, you see that we have issues saying We are terrible. Sisika Kalala. Ow, that's dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like, I speak Spanish. I mean, so people have stated, you know, I, I have relatively been skeptical of because people are like, well, if uh, New York should have a team right now because they can field a competitive side, rah, rah, rah. Well, point taken, competitive side right then and there. Uh, Brian Ray noted that there were five changes for Ontario, so I don't really know if this was their best side or if their best side played against Houston. But the reality is, is that, you know, it's still a very talented club and, you know, they went from tying Houston to getting dominated by uh, rugby United New York. So it's going to be, um, they definitely have the talent to play this year on the pitch, what they don't have and what they're, going to build over the next year and a half is the infrastructure required uh, to do so. So um, they'll definitely be a, a, you know, a solid anchor in the Northeast, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was saying like, if, if you were to just drop them in right now, I'd probably put them near the top. And then I kind of want to, I want to see what the return match looks like because Ryan Ray mentioned on the ML, ML rugby Reddit, subreddit that they're they're gonna bring in some canadian internationals bulk it up yeah that'd be fun hopefully it's recorded ontario is sorry yeah i figured new york wasn't gonna bring canadian internationals they could actually Uh, by the way guys real quick uh, i'm checking out our our chat uh, on youtube hey Uh, hey yes chill (laughs) out that's that's my job all right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm in the. Corey's gone for one second. Oh, I'm sorry. You're the admin. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Mr. Castro. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Castro. So, um, I guess, guys, I was going to talk about this later uh, to throw it in at the end. Uh, but Liam asks, uh, you know, do we think uh, Ontario underestimated Rugby United New York? I, I don't know. Um, because if they, you know, 
Ontario, the Blues have played Old Blue New York a few times. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they know at least half the talent that's going into this team, right? Um, so. so, but yeah. until it's like everything, until you get film of a team, you don't really know what they're going to play like. Yeah. It's. Could have got more with that, especially especially for the fact that when uh, Ontario Blues play Old Blue uh, last year, that was a 33-31 score to to Ontario. So they, yeah. they beat them by two points. So they know they knew. And that was half the team, basically. That's, yeah. And that's exactly right. And that was half, and that was about half of the team. By the way, guys, something I forgot to mention with my review. Um, unfortunately, um, Harry Bennett, who started as fly half, uh, suffered an injury. I didn't notice it. I guess it, it, it happened when I wasn't there. But apparently, he got hit by by wild elbow to the head, and he got knocked out. Jeez. Um, it's expected that he might be out for a while. He's definitely not playing this week uh, with the Mystics. Four, excuse me, against the Mystics, which is funny because when I was talking with Mike Tolkien, I asked him, "Hey, do you know how Perry's doing?" I said, "Hey, I wouldn't know until until later tonight." But he, uh, I know he's at the hospital. He got knocked out. And I said to him jokingly, hey, well, sir, you know what you could always do? You could put Luke Hume as fly half. And he just laughed and said, nope, never. <laughs> never. I think Luke is going to play a position that keeps him the least dinged up after, you know, suffering. I wouldn't call it a catastrophic injury, but a serious injury while playing for the Eagles. I think he broke it. I, I may have this wrong, but I think he broke his hip. And then getting all the insurance mm-hmm. stuff. For it was like a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, to get new hip, or to get hip surgery or anything like that here is really, it's not fun. I don't know from experience. I just heard from online. Also, guys, a quick shout out too because he was in the game. Mister uh, Dallin Stanford was in attendance, and he was talking with um, Luke Hume as I approached him to talk to him. Um, he definitely re- remember me and Dan from what happened <laughs> in Philadelphia <laughs> when he bomb uh, he photobomb us with trying to take a picture with Chris Wiles, uh, and actually as as we speak, most likely him. And I believe 20 other individuals are flying to England uh, for the whole scholarship team that the everybody is doing. Oh, yeah, 29 right. other individuals. So I, I, actually, I actually think he's not a recipient. I think he's part of the like the group that helped put it together. Friend. So he's getting mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I think he's part of yeah, friends of the thank you. Friends of the British Council. I think he's part of that. Yeah. So yeah. But um, but that's from Monday to Sunday. He's coming back with them on Sunday of this week. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm, that is. Yeah. I completely agree. Mm. So right. are we moving to the next point? Yeah, yeah. so moving on, uh, this kind of topic is called uh, – well, well, it's called 30 Tickets to Japan. You see this on This American Rugby because for the men's sides, uh, the women's sides was different. You can take 26 active players – and four inactive players. So for the women's rugby world cup, they were only take, able to take two inactive players. So you have four injury replacements to your squ- total squad of 26 and obviously only 23 play on match day. Um, so 30 tickets to Japan, 30 tickets to the world cup guys. We're doing forwards this week. And uh, I think we'll do uh, backs next week. Um so just jumping in, uh, guys. So let's go with the front row first. Um, heck, let's just go loose heads first. So I, on my list, I've got uh, T. Lamosatelli as the number one. 
Gulalo Mangaloa as the number two, and probably Eric Fry as the number three if he's healthy. And then there's also like an outlier who we didn't, we haven't seen as an eagle yet is Chance Wengleski. Um, well, you know, basically based on that is like uh, Lamosa Telly is the guy, and for we me, all know that. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hulu Hollow Mangaloa uh, really impressed me in those seventy minutes he had to play against Georgia, and then he. Uh, you know, he acquitted himself pretty well uh, playing like 70 minutes a game after uh, Lamosa Telly returned to Saracens during the ARC. So wh- what do you guys got for loose heads? Yeah, I mean, um, mine I did a little bit differently um, because I was writing mine out and I realized it looked almost exactly like yours. <laughs> <laughs> um so well, I want to show that I do have independent thought, um, but for this case, yeah, I, I picked a, I picked a well, my my player. front row my front row pairing. Like obviously, you wrote it down. My front well, my front row is the exact same thing as yours. Yeah, so. the, the way that I did mine, um, I only picked the players who I think should be the starters based solely off of the ARC. So it, it's kind of weird because I only picked people who were in the ARC. So I didn't actually pick like Sam and Manoa who would undoubtedly be with the team if he is actually still playing, which I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Um, But I picked Lemosatelli, Tafate, and and Waldron as my front row, as my starters, at least based off of the the ARC. Well, what about you, Victor, man? Well, the ones I have, again, mirrored pretty much yours. (laughs) You'll see as as we go along. So, again, I have Titi Lemosatelli. Um, I actually have a, to so challenge you guys. I have Anthony Porvora, and of course, I also have um, Huluholo Maungaloa. Now, Porvora is—I know he's sort of like a, a periphery type of eagle player, as in he is in the mix. But since he was out for so long, and now he just came and he came back uh, during the um, the John Mitchell era, people are sort of still iffy about him. But for what I have seen, I think the guy can definitely make it to Japan if he stays healthy. And if his level of game goes up, now signed with the San Diego Legion. Yeah. It, it all really depends on what happens throughout this season with MLR. But so far, I have, again, Purpura uh, in, in my listings. I, I had Purpura, you know, on my list as the number two. Uh, here because he did start uh, over the summer, but he wasn't called into the squad officially uh, during the fall, but was in Georgia. I don't understand what was going just, on. He, he wasn't the game. Just, just hanging out, man. Just spending my money flying to Georgia. Uh, you know, Georgia is a beautiful country, but November in Georgia is not nice. So, <laughs> unless it's like. Georgia, as in the state of Georgia, the peach, you know. Oh, it's wonderful state. in November. November's yeah, November's amazing. Mm-hmm. Peach season. Makes sense. They they came over here for the summer, and we went over there for November. I feel like it should be switched. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. pretty pretty much. Um, yeah. So, um, I think I would take because uh, you always go deeper on. Uh, was it? on props um i think we're gonna take three a piece so right now i would take uh lamosatelli mongoloa and fry 
unless they can unless we see you know Wengleski come into the side over the summer and like play play pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know we're, I'm getting ahead of myself, but don't forget that um, Tofete can't cover. Well, Tofete is okay. So he should be an out and out hooker, but he can't cover. So okay, so Joe before TD was back, and before I see I saw Mungaloa, I will say that Joe, if you took Lamosa TD and Mungaloa off, and then Fry was injured, uh. Joe Tofate is our best loose head option, <laughs> which Sweet. says which says so much about how great. not deep we are. <laughs> um, moving on to hookers, uh, for me it's pretty simple. We're deep, like um, you know, first choice for me is Joe, and then behind him we've got three really three really solid options: James Hilterbrand, Dylan Fawcett, and Peter Malcolm. Uh, Dylan and uh, Peter Malcolm are available domestically, so their tape's going to get watched by Gary Gold. And then James Hiltebrand, it's really going to depend, man. I mean, he he lives in uh, he lives in Australia, uh, plays plays with Manly and the Manly Magpies Marlins, or Marlins, 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 no, no, Marlins. But the question is, like, he wasn't there in the fall, so it's he has a regular job so it's like um you know because the world cup if we do well if we well the world cup if we do okay is still like six weeks long and then you have to have camp Mm -hmm. um, before that plus take into account the fact that we're doing this a year and a half before world cup and there's going to be yeah hopefully you know two seasons of mlr going into that so that should change a lot of things. Well, I would, I, I would hope that uh, you know James Hiltebrand would be able to write, write a contract because he does right now. It's just a question of, you know, um, quality of life and moving from Australia to the states. So it's like, how much am I going to get paid, or can you get me job placement so that I can make as much as I'm making now? And also get like, you know, wife or if he's married. I don't know if he's married. Um, a job as well. But you get to live in America, and that's <laughs> priceless. Yeah. Um, Dang, yeah. That ain't so hot right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So it. If I'm picking three hookers, what? Well, before I we pick, I pick those three. You know, but I guess us for hookers. Um, what do you got, damn it, hooker? Okay. I mean. Joe. I mean, Joe is very clearly the starter, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I did like a lot from Fawcett over the ARC. Um, he played right. I, I just, yeah. I know, I just said that he was good, but I'm making sure not to give someone else. Um, that'd be kind of weird if I said he was great and it turns out he didn't play the entire time. He started um, like yeah, three games. Yeah, because um, I really like. Pete Malcolm, but he he didn't come in until like the Chile match or, or or Brazil, and he was put on as a replacement. So I don't know what was, what might change in the next two years, but he still is really young too. So I think that that plays a lot into it. Um, he obviously has professional experience playing with the Aviators, but I think I might put him at three. Um, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't really know how to evaluate front row as well as. I guess other people like you who actually mm. play in um, front row. 
I uh, so to be honest, uh, if we're all being say, honest, here. I would say well, Hilterbrand and Malcolm pretty much play the same style. They're smaller than uh, Joe and Fawcett are. Uh, yeah. Fawcett's a big boy. Like yeah, I, like, I think that's you know, part of the Joe. Reason. Joe and Joe and Fawcett are big boys. Like oof, Joe's pushing three hundred. Uh, well, he's not that big, but he's he's body <laughs> Yeah, I think he's like two seventy. Which probably is, was like two ninety. I could have sworn he was like two ninety. You know, half, half dozen one. Looks kind of like a nine. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, guys. Um, when I was talking with Dylan, Dylan's about my height, and I'm about, I'm about five ten, five eleven, but he's just really wide. That I noticed. But His he, neck he's... is the size of my leg. I didn't pay attention to that, but he's really wide. I guess that probably helps a lot too, because um, Pete's great, and I loved him, especially as the captain for the APC. Um, I think he's a little bit smaller, and then if you're playing against, like I don't know, England or France or or Tonga, who else is in our pool? Actually, that's actually th- that might be important to to know who's in our pool before even um, analyzing all this stuff. I'm really on a yeah. roll today. So you got England, Argentina, England, France, Argentina. Argentina. And Tonga. Yeah. yeah, you're right, Tonga. Yeah. Yeah. So those guys are going to be kind of big. So you might want to have some sort of weight to push off against that. If USA wins more than two games, you know, guys, let's be honest with each other. I'll, I'll be really surprised. Well, yeah, I mean, let's call it now. That's not happening. So. I mean, I, I don't want. I mean, I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but let's be honest with each other. I don't know. More like, than two Gary's Gary. I'm on the hype train for Gary Gold right now. So. Yeah. I mean, I really hope we like become the first, the first, the first coach we've ever had go undefeated in five matches, like under his I'll, watch. I'll give you two. I will not give you more than two. Well, mm-hmm. no, no I'm not. Well. I'm not giving myself more than two. I'm giving myself one and a push based on if you know if what we think is going to happen with the league and how the Eagles are going to shape over the next year and a half. Yeah, that's something that really kind of throws a wrench into all this planning this far out is that so much can change when it comes to the rosters. We can even have players starting who are playing for MLR that we didn't even think about that were even in the mix. Yeah. That's 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 important to to figure out. Um, If we we were going to win, though, it'd probably be Tonga. And Mm -hmm. if we're lucky, we can catch Argentina on a bad game. On a bad day, that's that's true. So I think so. England. The three I think we'd be taking just right now are Joe, Fawcett, and Malcolm. Uh, Joe, the the only – the issue here is you have three young hookers. <laughs> like James is James is old. James is older than me. I think he's 30, uh, 31. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's like 27, isn't he? Yeah. And then Malcolm, Malcolm, I think Joe is like 25, 26. And then Malcolm's like 23. So mm-hmm. you got yeah. three like relatively young hookers. Like you can play hooker for, you know, 150 caps. See, um, Rory Best. Uh, so moving on to loose heads. This is, I mean, not loose heads, but tight heads. This is where it gets interesting. Um, pretty much the only one that I have set is Dino Waldron. Likewise. Um, the yeah. The Likewise. the list I have is, you know, Patty Ryan question mark because uh, he just had you know ankle surgery. 
So mm-hmm. I think ankles uh, are very important. Yeah, over the summer, I thought you know for a debutante, he uh, played very well, and you know he's you know a classically trained Irish prop, and was you know he was he was a pro for Newcastle. So and then you know had a trial with Bath that uh, didn't shake out so so well, even though he played like a lot in, with their A League team. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then domestically. Uh, Paul Mullen and Kelepi Fafita are the the other two guys I'm looking at right now. Um, Paul, classically trained Irish prop, was in Ireland under 20. So Munster, you know, under 17, under 18, under 19 player. Uh, he's American qualified by a couple of years now because he moved here, uh, you know, at the end of high school and played, uh, you know, his rugby um, in college here. So, mm-hmm. and then Kelepi Fafita, um, we talked about him like 10 episodes ago. He was a, uh, a scholarship defensive lineman at Northern Arizona in D1 FBS run uh, football rather. Yes. FCS. Yeah. And then he, he was as a graduating senior on that Tempe, D2 national championship team as the starting tight head. So <laughs> talented player. So that, that's who I got on the, uh, on the tight heads to look at. Hi, Dan. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the, on the same thing. Um, I had Patty Ryan on my list of people I want to see more of um, mainly because we've only seen him in, in like two matches or, or three matches. I thought he did pretty well. Um, but also that injury really kind of throws a whole, whole wrench into that plan. Mm-hmm. I, I sound, I, I feel like I'm just saying the exact same thing that you were saying, Aaron. I, I swear I have original thoughts. Um, oh, you, cut- you, if, if anyone wants to see Dan's original thoughts, we, we spar uh, <laughs> on the daily in yeah. on Reddit. So it happens. So yeah, I do have original thoughts. Um, thanks for vouching for me. Um, but like I said, I'm also not the, the most knowledgeable when it comes to um, looking at the, the front row. Um, I see them a lot. I say those guys are big, and I see them tackling each other, and um, that's about it. Of Scrum course tackling. a flanker talks like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's part of the reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, same, same with me, Patty Ryan, Paul Mullen, and um and Dylan Walter, I mean Dylan Walter is already like you already tagged that guy, it's already there. I mean the dude is killing it. I'm still surprised it's down in London in London Scottish and still and has to make the weight up to the premiership like Andrew Dortala, but I mean it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Maybe next season. It's already mm-hmm. now starting to get a bit closer. Well, yeah. that I mean that requires like some English prop to like blow out his knee and uh you know, they've got you know, I think Wooster was just like clawing to try and not get relegated, and Duratalo was just tearing up the championship. So they um, needed someone. They needed someone. They needed a boost. So mm-hmm. he provided depth and a boost also because he has started for them and played a bunch off the bench. So um, stay in front row. What What do we think of any of the thousand front row players that Seattle assigned? Like, um, does Ali Khalifi get another shot? Does so Lerome White I, get a look? I so okay. I've never seen Lerome White, but he's a big dude. He played 
you know, he was an All-American. He was a select at one – no, he was a senior All-American, junior All-American. Uh, I think that guy can play. Uh, I, I want to see his tape, though. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Nick Wallace, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him play ever, I think. Was he uh, the – is he a sevens player? Because I know there's a sevens player as a prop. That was a hooker. Hooker, I'm sorry. Um, that was Gordon, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Uh, Khalifi? I, dude, I thought he wasn't. I thought he wasn't fit uh, in the fall. I think uh, this environment can make him fit, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know because. There's a lot of other players looking to take that spot, and he didn't come in for the ARC, which is where I have questions. But I understand he was injured, I think, because um, he Gold, was injured from the fall. Gold also didn't really do any picking, so he could very easily just change all that within a year's time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Gary's going to live here, and he's going to watch all of MLR. So. Who knows? You'd say that, yeah. So um, I guess the other one is who I saw play, who played over the summer, who we haven't seen in a while and I think was injured is uh, Ben Tarr. He is playing tight head right now, but he played a competent loose head over the summer. So um, I guess that's another. Loose head then Luke White. I know we have loose head kind of figured out, but. Luke White, man. Talk about a name going into the Eagles I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Um, he's in the he's in the right kind of place to develop. I'm actually surprised based on uh, how our club system has been that he hasn't been in the mix uh, more often. So. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, going back with Lamron White, if he plays anything like Tengai and Tawarida, that guy from the Springboks. Just, just call him Beast. Just yeah, exactly. Just going little, little Beast. Just going Little Beast. If he plays like the Beast, I want that kid. Yeah. Um, he's, from, he's from, like, E-Town or Middletown, Kentucky. I, you know, I... I've got Kentucky in my heart, man, from spending a year there. It's a great place. Um, So moving on to uh, second row. Um, I think this is pretty simple for me. I've got Civetta Chivetta, as uh, I was corrected by Will McGee's dad. So shout out to Dad McGee. Uh, Nick, yeah, Nick. Yeah. He, so. Everyone says Civetta. So. So, since all of Will McGee's uh, siblings are out of the house, uh, the McGee's decided to move to Italy. So, yeah. <laughs> Chivetta. Nice. Chivetta. Uh, Jensen. Matt Jensen. Man, he's... A, he's oof. I want to see that pair together. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I'm taking all five of these locks to Japan. Uh, Landry, Brakely, and Daly. Um, I, I really liked what I saw from Daly, and he played six this last weekend or two weeks ago for Golden Gate. Uh, 
well, he needs to get a contract because like he performed pretty well. Uh, yeah, a couple minutes of the match too. You know, in his second uh, match for the Eagles, you know, so uh, I'm I'm taking all five of those guys. I don't know who else would slide into lock. Uh, maybe. Samu maybe Samu because he can and he's very effective and that gives you another running lock uh, as well as a very strong guy in the engine room. How tall is Tamala? Uh, six, four, six, five, depending on who's measuring. You could put him there in a pinch. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, Brakely's six, four. So he and he and Brakely are like the, of height with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nate is quite big. Um, he he t- definitely towers over me when I was talking with him. So, um, so what, what do you guys got for um, second row? Yeah, so I, I mean, I had Civetta or Chivetta. Um, I think he actually goes by Civetta. I think that might be an English, because I, whatever, English version of his name. Um, Jersey, Jerseyfied version? A Jerseyfied, sure. <laughs> because he's from, um, he definitely sounds like he's from Jersey. Maybe I'm getting that Although he grew up in New York State, so. Yeah, he's Italian-American, yeah. Nick Chivetta, yeah. No, no, I, I know that. I'm saying, like, what, he sounds like he's from Jersey because he's Italian? No, because I've listened to him on Rugby City, and he sounds like he's from Jersey. Well, he's from Upstate New York, so I don't know what you're talking about. He's from Upstate New York. He's from Upstate New York. I forgot where he's from, though. Let's find out where. Okay. So, yeah, look it up. So, enough. where he was. Well, I, I tell you more about my picks. Um, so, so I, I had Sveta and Brakely as the starters. And again, like I said, I only picked the starters, really. Um, Jensen, someone that I I like, but I haven't seen enough of to definitively say that he should be picked. Um, he didn't play too much during the ARC, but he did come on, um, I think as a sub for one or two of the matches and, and did really run over a lot of the players and showed heart. Um, but he's someone I need to actually watch during the MLR season before I can really, I guess, add on to that. Um, but Savannah and Brakley, those are my guaranteed two guys. I'm putting them in there. The rest and some of the guys you said too, um, I'm not so set on really adding those guys in yet. Well, who who are the locks you're gonna bring in? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I just told you. I, I'm not sure. All right. I, I, I said the starters. I, I'm still waiting to hear from the others. I mean, I like having those guys in the mix, but I haven't really watched enough of them, and only really ARC for I think daily. Um, yeah. And Landry too, actually. Well, I bring Landry in, but he he played a bit of six too, doesn't he? Uh, he does, but he played uh, he played four and five the entire time in this one. Really, I could have sworn he played six during one of those. Um, during the APC, he played six. Maybe that's what I was looking. At. I don't and, know. Uh, he's he's pretty versatile too. So for uh, Victor, we had Nick is from Scarsdale, which is. You know, a, a stone's throw from New Rochelle. So I would not call that upstate New York. <laughs> that, well, to, to me and to Dan, that is because <laughs> we're living in white. We're living in white. So to us, everything above the Bronx, and you could tell him, Dan. I mean, you're from Jersey, but you could tell him that is upstate New York for us. Yeah, I, I usually say Poughkeepsie, but I'm from New Jersey, so I'm a bit biased. But every single person who lives in New York City, Long Island. Anything above New York City is upstate New York. 
Seriously. Yeah. Right. No, the, only school... reason, the only reason why Long Island is not new, in upstate New York is because it's on, it's on Long Island. If not, both Nassau and Suffolk will be considered upstate. That is the only yeah. reason why. I went to South school. Back. Yeah, I went to school in South Albany. Fuck, people from Albany don't consider Albany upstate New York. Like, they don't consider upstate New York until, like, Saratoga, which is, like, three hours north of New York City. Um, that's just a little like, fact. That's like, you know, people refer to. Like Bay Area as NorCal, if you're like not from, you know, SoCal, but the Bay Area is the Bay because the people from NorCal, like Humboldt, Arcata, or like Redding, they're interesting. <laughs> they're not from the Bay. Are those guys like your your rednecks from California? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I did hear about. I did hear about them. So, by the way, how's that Jefferson thing going up up there? Do you know? Uh, uh, yeah, not happening. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, the people from NorCal went to support for California and went to make their own state called Jefferson. Well, also Southern Oregon is a part of the state of Jefferson. So oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> I watched a very interesting documentary on that. I think it was Vice News. Um, so, for – all right, let's move on to Loose Forwards uh, at 6 – I've got Hanko and Duratalo. Duratalo for me can play both uh, six or seven, even eight, the number eight. Mm-hmm. So uh, number seven uh, locked in is Tony Lamborn for me. Yes, sir. Um, number eight, I think uh, the issue is Manoa's avail- ever like ever availability. Is he available? Um, uh, if he is, um, we saw what he did against Georgia, man. Like oof, but uh, if he starts, Dolan, Dolan needs to be. I don't. I don't care where you put Dolan. Right? If Lamborn is at number eight, you can put Cam Dolan at scrum half. I don't care. But he's, <laughs> <laughs> but he's on. They're, they're like you. They just have to be on the pitch at the same time to me. But you, but, you, but you know what? If you, you put Cameron Dolan in, no. But check this out, guys. If you put Cameron Dolan in scrum half, he becomes the knife forward. If you think about it. Yeah. Here we go, exactly. knife forward. Think about it. Well, I mean, so we're sort of messing around with bigger scrum house right now. So if you guys saw Ruben DeHaas, he's six two. He's really? bigger than I expected. Dang, yeah, I could have it was tiny. No, same Victor. For some reason, I thought he was like five nine. What I could do? I don't know. It's like I just had this short picture in my head. It's probably so just because he's young. That's really it. And that could the, be. Oh, I mean, those Africaners—you know how big they get. Yeah, the the pictures too that we that we saw were him with other kids who were eighteen. They just may have also happened to be freakishly big for eighteen-year-olds. Yeah, seriously, so, so I think that was it too. Um, um, I thought it was five the clerk size. If you know how tall five the clerk is, <laughs> I freaking love five the clerk. It's but uh, cool yeah, so that's what I got. Uh, but. Uh, and then the outlier at number eight is David Tamalau. He might be left behind. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I um, 150% agree on Hanko. I wrote Hanko's name four times, actually, because I was mm-hmm. so emphatic about him coming on. Um, he's... I think he's like six foot, so he's... Six uh, two? Uh, Come on now. Six, oh, he's six two. Okay, <laughs> for some reason, I thought he was much shorter. I mean, he's... <laughs> It's still relatively small compared to everyone, but he's got the fight inside of him that 
I just so want to see on Duratalo is also 6'2, but Duratalo has him by like 25 pounds. Duratalo is 245. Uh, Hanko might be 220. Yeah, he's. If he eats a gallon of ice cream that morning. Hanko's all lower body, too. I'm going to recommend if you're listening to this, Hanko, do not eat a gallon of ice cream. <laughs> Don't listen, don't listen to him. Just putting it out there. Do not do it. Hanko's pretty jacked. I'm just saying that. Yeah, he is. He's. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's. Eric is bigger than him. He's, he's, he's just a country boy from Nebraska. In South country, Africa. And South Africa. In South Africa. Africa. <laughs> two countries. Yeah. That's real country. Like boy. two countries. He's from the countryside in South Africa for the move to the countryside in the U.S. Very, to the, very, very different countrysides. Yeah, but I, like I said, I love his fight. Um, him and Lamborn too on six and seven. Um, I put Dolan in his eight because, like I said before, I'm just basing this off of the ARC. Um, but mm-hmm. Sam Manoa, um, obviously would come in. But the thing is too with with um, since Sam really never ever gets released to play with the national team, and Dolan playing not only with the national team but also an MLR over the next year and a half. I think that'd be kind of interesting to see how he gels with some of the other players. Um, yeah, he and Hank were, were my two favorite players uh, from the ARC this year. Um, but Duratello and Tamalau, I both have because even though they're, they're different players, um, they're very similar in the sense that if they come in like 55, 60 minutes as, as a replacement, not because they're necessarily worse than the other players, but because when they come on, I don't know what it is. There's just something about it, but they just seem to bull rush every single player that tries to tackle them. And I think that value that they add is so much more than them starting. So, okay, Aaron, who are you leaving off your list? Because you got twenty-two. <laughs> I've got twenty-two guys up there. Yes, um, you can tell oh, Aaron. So, he wants four. Right. Well, I mean, so let's go: Mosatelli, Mungaloa, Fry. Oh shit! Um, so I'm going. <laughs> You're just listing off your list right now. <laughs> so. So I'm going five locks, right? Yeah, I'm staying with five locks, and then we're going to go two hookers. So I'm going uh, Lamositelli, uh, Mungaloa, Fry, uh, Tofiti, Fawcett. That's, that, that hurts me, actually. Uh, and then I'm going Waldron, Paul Mullen, and Patty Ryan. So that gives me 10. And then... <laughs> 11 with the second rows, and then, um, oh wait, not 11, but uh, 15. And then we're going Hanko, Duratalo, Lamborn, Manoa, and Dolan. What was that? So five more gives me 20. 20. That's a big all right, so, 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 all right, let, let me. So, TT, Hulu Hollow. Yep. Joe, Dylan, Dino, yep. Patty at seven. Mm-hmm. All your locks, it's 12. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's 11. Oh, that's 12. 7 plus 5 is no, 12. No, because I'm TD, Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, Joe, mm-hmm. Dylan is 4. Yeah, yeah uh, that's right. Waldron. Uh-huh, 5. Uh, no, we're going Paul Mullen. Let's go Paul Mullen. So 6. Okay, 6. And then let's go 11 with those 5. Yeah, exactly. second rows, and then is it so six? Give me sixteen with uh, Hanko, Duratalo, Lamborn, 
Manoa and Dolan. Yeah, six feet. Okay. Yeah. This is a time where I, I really miss Corey because he would have jumped in with the, the <laughs> Wednesday no, accounting podcast. Oh, uh, dude. Tune in for that. Yeah, just like, in. yeah, I miss you, Corey. I might. Um, so that gives me 16. Um, uh, we need a utility prop. Who's a good utility prop? That'll give me 17. So. Do we have one? A good one? Well, I can't. I, to be honest, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Well, right. I would say Ben Tarr because last time out with the Eagles, he played one, and right now he's playing three. So that's that's what I got. Well, there you go. So so sixteen forwards right now is what we're doing, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, when we after we do the. Uh, the list for the back line, we might shift that around to yeah. like two more to 18. Yeah, I guess we didn't really think this part through. I'm probably going to go over by like seven players at least without even realizing it. But this is sort of like my dream of who I'd want to actually come on. But any other add ons for this? Is there, it seems like we're all pretty much in, agreeing, in, mm-hmm. in agreement. Yeah, I'm looking at my yeah yeah I'm guys I'm looking at my list and the same thing in terms of the the locks which I meant I mentioned them again Nick Chavetta Nick Verkley definitely my starters uh, Brandon Daly and Matt Jensen come close uh, those are the probably more bench players um, at least in my opinion for me then you got Hanko Hermeshais Tony Lambor Andrew Rotalo as the flankers with Cameron Dolan David Tamalau and Samu Manoa as eight men mostly so so yeah. Um. Um, yeah. All right. So the, I, I made the topic. It really should be like trending, bull, trending bullshit, not, not an actual topic. So that's a new topic. We're have trending bullshit. <laughs> we took time away from this so we could talk about the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm not going to name your name, but dude, you got to go away. Uh, this is a trademark sitter, uh, you know, this guy tried to file for the Major League Rugby trademark and never received a registration number. And the league has registered their trade. They've got two registered trademarks. And apparently he's, his November application to mess around, uh, you know, is now going to submit, is being, you know, approved to, for publication somehow. But, uh, you know, sources direct because um, – the league has been informed, and the league will take legal action when your trademark is published. Go away. There we go. There you go. I don't need to say anything else. So, moving on. Uh, player signings. <laughs> um, coming out of Nola Gold is Ingle number 446. Uh, Tim Engel. Engel. Eagle. Eagle number 446. Tim Moppin. Uh, first cap was down in 2013. Uh, victories against Georgia and Russia. Let's get back to beating Georgia, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Previous to earning those caps, he was, uh, you know, an Eagles select player uh, in the 2013 America's Rugby Championship, and it was an A-side comp. Um, scored two tries in three matches, so he can that that man can score. Um, you know, re- he appeared for the selects again. In the America Pacific Challenge down in Montevideo, and man, one of the names that you get to hear in Spanish, Timopin. 
No mouthing. No, no mouthing. Like mouthing makes more sense. That was one of the. That was a good one. Um, so collegiate all American at St. Mary's, uh, played for Olympic Club, and he's currently at Trinity College. Uh, you know, while he's working. Uh, Trinity Trinity University in Dublin, playing for them while also working at Black Rock College. Um, Dan. Very nice. So we we got another great signing by the Warriors. Um, Utah Warriors. Oh, Utah Warriors. Yeah. That's what we go for the Glasgow Warriors. Yeah, very important to actually post that because um, David Tamalo got signed by the Utah Warriors, Eagle number 475. Utah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Tavita. Yeah, Tavita. Tavita, oh, yeah. which Tavita. is David in English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were we actually told that um, I don't. Th- I think someone said that they have to. Um, their names have to end in a, a vowel, so that's why it's Tavita. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little fun fact there. Um, so I think about fifteen to twenty minutes before Utah actually announced that they signed him, um, there was news that came out that. Glasgow was Glasgow Warriors were looking into signing him as well as his cousin, um, COC Mahoney. Mahoney, thank you. I didn't know. I didn't know um, they were cousins. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't know either, but they were well, both. Was it, it was movie. in the French press the week before that they were going to sign with Glasgow. I think I have a French press. Mm-hmm. I broke. Uh, I, I broke uh, mine last week. Uh, thanks, Brooke, for buying a new one. Thanks. <laughs> Um, no, I don't have a French press. I'm not that fancy. Um, yeah, so there was a there's a whole thing just saying that they were looking to go to Glasgow, which makes sense because the <laughs> the CEO of Glasgow or or Glasgow Nathan. Dan Glasgow not Glasgow Whatever. Nathan Bumbries. I'm sorry to my Scottish okay. people listening. Okay, Glasgow. No, I'm sorry. Should, my neighbor is actually Glaswegian, so I should know that. And I I did say that just so I can say Glaswegian. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, Glasgow. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so article came out saying that he was he was uh, going to sign for them. Who um, said his name was Nathan uh, Brumbries? Aaron? Yeah, Brumbries. Brumbries. Um, he works for them. He's American, but he's working for the Scottish team. It's actually a really cool story. Um, I remember looking. I think someone posted somewhere. Um, but that's part of the reason why there have been a lot of Americans signing for Glasgow. Um, so out of nowhere, he signs for Utah, which I was saying just a, a while back, how it would be kind of cool to see him sign with a U.S. based team. And then uh, I'm not sure what CS is doing, but back to David, um, went to West Texas A&M. He's playing as a defensive lineman for a few years before his current Warriors teammate, Alex Tucci, um, so he's a U.S. U19 and U20 Junior All-American selection for the Junior World Cup in 2008 and Junior World Championship in 2009. Returned to rugby in 2015 to play for San Francisco Golden Gate. Attended the Taranaki Academy in New Zealand. Returned to the States, played with the San Francisco Rush in pro rugby. And then when the season ended, he went to Newcastle before going to Narbonne. And that's how he ended up in France. And now he's back in the States, which is really awesome. Yay! Yay. Cool. And guys, the third player, which by the way, the first one I don't know if I mentioned, but um, Tim Moppin is signed to the Nola Gold. I don't know if I don't know if I ever mentioned it, but Nola Gold. But in any case, so third player. Oh yeah, um, didn't didn't mention it. 
But he's oh. with a Nola goal. <laughs> okay. Mystery just, team. Just to mention it, he's Tim Oppen with Nola goal. Find so, out next time. Exactly. Dragon Ball Z. No, no, no. <laughs> earful dirt, whatever. Sorry, I had to make that uh, had to make that the DVC reference. Anyways, so USA Eagle number four hundred five, Roland Sunula joins his brother Andrew in Austin Elite. Now, speaking briefly about Roland, he is from Pago Pago, um, American Sam- Samoa, but grew up in Auckland, New Zealand. He debuted for the Eagles seventh team in, in the in two thousand eight for the Nawira. Which turned Nakra and then ran uh, the now we're now we're whatever's pronounced. It was no, I, I just not it's not it's not really a criticism of your pronunciation as much as oh, it's okay. a uh, I'd never heard of that. Uh, well, yeah, it was called it was called the North American West Indie West Indies Trophy Association, and then Nakra. And then uh, ran ran so much easier. Rugby America's North. No, so, anyways, for the service qualifier for the. Uh, Rugby World Cup. Uh, he appeared in 13 uh, HSBC um, tournaments. He then played alongside his brother with the Chicago Griffins. Uh, but he played in various teams in France, such as F- FC Ouch, I think it's pronounced, but it's pronounced in French, Evian and Chalon. <laughs> Chalon. <laughs> Any case, so it's another return stay side and then play for the Houston, uh, the Houston, excuse me, the Ohio Aviators. Excuse me. Houston Sabercats. Houston uh, <laughs> Sabercats. No, Ohio Aviators are for <laughs> rugby. Later becoming a coach for Tiger Rugby Academy at the end of the league's life. And then late 2017, we briefly touched upon it actually in the show that he signed for Rugby Reggio in Italy and how he returns to a USA again. And it was actually my hope that he would come to MLR, and he is. So he has 17 caps for the Eagles. The last time he played for the Eagles was in August 2013 against Canada. And he made his international review four years earlier against Ireland and played in the 20th. Uh, Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. Ireland, or is it Ireland? I thought I said Ireland. But in any case, playing the 2011 World Cup. That's a nice thing. Primarily as a center, but he has apparently played a handful of times as fly half for the Eagles. So, of course, congratulations to all three gentlemen for coming uh, for coming home, some of them. Actually, all of them coming home to play for Major League Rugby. There you go. It's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. I want the boys to play home, of course. Yeah, of course. All right. Um, our tweet of the week this year, this week, I was about to say year. Um, tweet of the week this week is by Thierry Delpon. Uh, starts off with um, U.S. flag emoji, eagle emoji, number 333, number 397, number 405, number 489, number 505, number 514. Looking forward, uh, looking for U.S. MLR with Austin Elite Rugby winky face emoji. So um, all those numbers are um, the Eagles number. So that's Todd Clever, Andrew Sunyola, Roland Sunyola, Hanko Hammerscheiss, Peter Malcolm, and Patty Ryan. All of them are playing except for the WWE superstar, Todd Clever. Hey, it's, the, it's Todd the Meat Clever. The Meat Clever. So Todd's supposed to play. Um, I think uh, WrestleMania might get in the way of the beginning of the season, but I agree. Todd is supposed to play, so mm-hmm. no, not really. It's on the second. <laughs> well, you well, gotta I mean, you gotta sit my ties and stuff. You know, hit the banquet circuit. 
Gotta because get- I mean, the thing is that, um, as far as I know, Todd is in in developmental with NXT, which is the developmental side from World Wrestling Entertainment. And um, it's, I assume it's not confirmed that he's going to get signed because obviously he has to go to training, has to put himself to the trainers over there. And um, there, I think there are things in Florida before he even gets signed. Yeah. So, I mean, that a couple of things have to happen before he starts. And if actually, if he does become an official wrestler, he's not going to start in NXT until probably next year, maybe late this year. So we'll see what happens. Wow. We've got our very own wrestling uh, guru. So. Oh, yeah, guys. Uh, the reason why I got into rugby is because wrestling was getting really boring. And I don't like MMA, <laughs> so I got into rugby. Nice. I really let, me, like let, let, let me just say something because I watch wrestling too. Mm-hmm. Wrestling's cool. I watch wrestling from time to time. Um, the uh, storylines are crap right now, though. Thank you. Yeah, Thank true. you. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. What was it? He hasn't signed yet. I think it's just a tryout. Um, mm-hmm. They brought in some rugby league player last year, too, for the exact same thing. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I wonder, wonder mm. who it was. I'm not really they're, they're, up they're the trying w- to get athletes in, seeing if they can get interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. yeah. I'm not really keeping up with wrestling as I used to, unfortunately. It's getting kind of boring. The only right. extent of wrestling I have is playing WWF No Mercy on N64 when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. All right. It was the best game ever. Nah, bro. Nah, WWE. No, I'm SmackDown versus Raw, bro. That's where it's at. Moving forward to trending topics. Josh. Josh. Do we, do we have another ref? We have RefGate on our hands. Ref for, all those, for all those that aren't aware. Romania um, Gate. It's RefGate. Okay. We're just going to call it RefGate. Hashtag RefGate. <laughs> uh, Spain was on the verge of qualifying for the first World Cup in 20 years. Um, then they ran into Romanian refs. Um, <laughs> they did actually run into the Romanian refs. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. That, that happened. <laughs> that, that happened. <laughs> so, you know, like, Spain, he, 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 he was assaulted. I mean, not really. He got, like, tapped. He put his hands on. Um. Spain lost to Belgium, eighteen to ten. This allowed Romania to qualify, but there's some controversy considering um, the head ref and the two um, touch judges were both Romanian. And yeah, I think the, somebody counted the penalties and it ended up being twenty six to seven. Was anyone else so, Romanian by chance? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> whole whole crew, whole crew was Romanian. The president is Romanian. The the president of Rugby Europe is Romanian. Yeah. Let's just say, guys, bad optics, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, They're working on it. Yeah. FER, Federación España de Rugby, appealed the appointment. Wow, that was a horrible way of pronouncing it, Henry. I'm sorry. Okay. Federación. Federación Española de Rugby. Oh, I, did, I forgot it's Española. Federación Española de Rugby. Okay, mijo. Calm down. I'm sorry, guys. I also had to put the list of the Spaniards. Federación. Federación. Española de Rugby. Yeah. Dude, the Spanish people listening to this, thinking, yo, this dude, we gotta, we gotta get this guy who's making fun of us. <laughs> nah, no. But um, yeah. So FER appealed the 
uh, rugby or I guess the the lead, the crew assignment on the 19th after they beat Romania, uh, it was denied at the independent commission level and at rugby Europe level. Um, they also appealed the decision last Monday in addition to requesting TMO and that was denied. And the, the best part about this is there was a crew of Aviva Premiership dudes refing Russia, Germany, uh, you know, 160 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently and this were, guy's bad. And there were also all three of the, the refs for Russia, Germany were English. Yeah. Like you couldn't even like swap out like one of them. Seriously, you could just easily swap everyone out. Of course. Or, just just one, you know. We were saying before, it's like it, the touch judges is really not that big of a deal. It's the 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 main ref that you really want to make sure is not. And like you said, for optics, I'm not saying that it's corrupt and they threw the game because they're Romanian. They want to see Romania go to the World Cup. I'll say it. You, you'll say it? Okay. Um, Josh doesn't trust Romanians, apparently. Um oh. It may have happened. I don't know. I mean, he. There's also you could just have biases and unintentionally act on it. Um, from what I heard, though, from it's people, the subconscious, subconscious actions. actions. Thank you. Um, from what I heard, though, the the Spanish players were also really unhappy about them all being Romanian, and from like two minutes in, started arguing well, all the calls. Get this. So. The the touch judges were wearing the entire time were wearing Romanian rugby union tracksuits. Yeah, they want to stay warm. Yeah, but there's no rugby Europe tracksuits that they can hand out. I think rugby Europe has like three employees, and the president it, from and from they're all I, Romanian. Um, <laughs> from what I heard, the um, the I think the president is just like. The, the Romanian guy who's the president, it's, it's not like the CEO or something like that. It's more like – it sounds like he's like more like an advisor role. I could be completely wrong, but that's what um, – Well, I, don't, I think the, the president is – it's an elected bot. Like the, like the board is just like the, the – it's an elected body. They have employees. Yeah. Like he is not the – it's like, it's like Will Chang. He has yeah. a day job. All right. Exactly. That's that's what that's what that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, um, the the Romanian guy is the head of the Romanian Olympic Committee. Yeah, that's his day job. Um, there's some interesting stuff I found out about that, but that's not really about this podcast. Oh, by the way, guys, real quick, if we're talking about that match. Um, I want you, the listeners, and of course you, to hear with me. If you get a chance, uh, when exactly those of you that are already on YouTube, when you've done listening to the, the broadcast, um, go and check out the the Scottish Canon. Uh, that he, uh, well, it's a channel obviously here on YouTube where the guy talks about rugby and, and video games. Um, he has a really good video uh, reviewing the match. He's actually a, a referee himself, obviously not international level, and he will tell you in the video. But he went over the match, and I personally really like the way he breaks yeah, breaks things I, down. I, I watched that one too. I thought it was okay. overall pretty good. There was also one in Spanish that I don't read Spanish, so I just watched the highlights, and it was like, "This guy is brutal." 
Yeah, I mean, overall though, like we can we can go way back and forth over, you know, how good the ref was. You know, was he clearly throwing it? You know, that should have been a yellow card. That shouldn't have been a yellow card. Why were there so many penalties? And a lot of this too. There's a, a tier two and tier three rugby forum, and that place freaking exploded with Romanians and Spaniards fighting each other like I've never seen before. Oh, the best um, part is like so Georgians and Romanians like basically hate each other when it comes to rugby, and they're yeah. all ganging up on Spain. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So I mean, overall, this on a more kind of depressing note, this just isn't good. No matter what the outcome is. Um, they're not going to replay it. I find that would I would find it extremely unlikely for them to ever find anything to actually replay the, it. The only way this gets replayed is if like they find some dirt on the ref. Like the ref was know. texting the other refs, like I can't wait until the 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 Belgians win, so Romania gets to go to the World Cup. Otherwise, I I really don't see any 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 way of that actually happening. So it's just going to stay the same, and then. But I could see. Uh... The, the head of the referee commission um, being forced to resign and possibly yeah. if the president of rugby Europe is the only one forced to resign, it's like, okay, nothing's going to change. Yeah. And, and also he wasn't really involved unless you can actually find him specifically telling them like, no, don't change the refs. I'm telling you that, which I don't think he really has the power to do anyway. Um, he's not really their boss for the most part i guess um but overall it's just not good i mean they don't play and spain's pissed because they could have made the world cup and then now they have to play six more you know up to six more matches just to qualify um spanish players also flipped out at the ref at the very end a couple of them he was bad uh, it's tough to see from the camera angles but you can definitely see at least one player like touching the ref, but it's more like hand on the shoulder kind of thing. It's not like he, he didn't there's, like. There's a video that says they attack him. He didn't. They didn't like punch him and like rip. Him I think if, so. With how close two of those players got, if they were really trying to do something, it would have been done. Yeah. The other thing too, there's, actually, there's a good picture of it on the BBC article about it. Oh yeah, I. Yeah. I mean, we. I think I. Dan might have seen that one. I saw it. It was on. Um, posted on tier two rugby where like he had him by like the collar and stuff. So the other thing too, was that um, someone mentioned, I think it was the egg chasers who mentioned this, where it's very unlikely that the referee spoke the, all the exact same language as the captains from both teams. I know Belgians can speak like 17 languages. um, So they may Uh, only French, only French and Dutch. So the official language of world rugby is English. So you either speak English and you're supposed to speak English and the local language, right? I don't think a Romanian um, is going to speak Spanish. It's possible. Romanian and Spanish are are cousins because they're both Latin languages. That's true. That's actually something that people don't realize is Romanian is a romance language, which makes Mm -hmm. sense because the the, the point is like, the the fact that he's a Romanian ref, it's like, well, well Europeans are different than Americans. Period. Um, Europeans more often than not speak like three languages. But mm-hmm. um, like Dan said on Egg Chasers, they were talking about it. More than likely, he wasn't like really speaking like the he he wasn't speaking French, uh, which the Belgians or Flemish. If you're really funny, um, he wasn't nope. speaking that language. 
And he probably wasn't speaking Spanish. So there was like a total uh, like communication issue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like the, the, the Romanian, the front, the Spanish players just thought he was out to get them the entire time. So, yeah. Especially um, if you are unhappy with his calls and he's like, the refs don't usually explain too much of what's happening, but they usually would at least say something to the captain. But if he really is confused and doesn't know what he's saying and the refs just trying to get through it so he can go back and referee, then that's going to cause some anxiety, especially because you came in with a preconceived notion that, hey, these guys are Romanian. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's move on. Josh, this next one. All right. So, we got some more rugby coming to NBC. They will be showing the Champions Cup matches for the 2018 2019 season. Uh, they'll, they're adding that to their lineup of Premiership Rugby, Six Nations, and the Rugby World Cup. And they are turning into the go-to place for European rugby. And they actually advertise it. Yep. So they, know, yeah. from the press release, sorry, my bad. <laughs> from the press release, they'll show it across 65 matches across NBC, NBCSN, NBCSports.com, the NBC Sports app, and NBC Sports Gold, including live coverage of the final on NBC. NBC Sports Gold will provide live streaming coverage of all matches throughout the duration of the agreement, and NBC and NBC Sports will present at least 15 matches each season. Pricing will be announced soon. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, that especially the NBC Sports app is completely free, so you're gonna get like free matches via, you know, like your Roku if you desire, if you are a cord cutter like me. Yeah. 60 bucks or cable login if you just want the regular NBC Sports. Um, I know some people weren't 100% happy. Like, like here's the thing. People complain because they have premium sports. They get NBC Sports. Um, but some of the games aren't live or you can't re- watch them on replay. But then they basically add like a second layer of um, paywall. Um, honestly, it's worth the value for what it is. You know, people complain all they want, but they're still getting two to three matches included with their regular NBC sports. I forget what it was. Though. Okay. So let me, I think it was the way they announced it. it was like marketing. We got to go marketing here. Yeah. They went straight up with the 60 bucks. If you had said $5 a month, I guarantee you more people would have signed up. So they, well, they went straight up with the 50 and then when they signed the deal with, uh, when they signed the deal with world rugby, they went straight up with the 60, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if they said four, whereas if they had said four bucks a month, right, uh, the first time for just the Aviva Premiership, you know, I'm totally butt picking up what you're putting down. So, the other thing too is I know I have a lot of people, or I know a lot of people who watch EPL soccer, and they in general have similar complaints, but EPL has been around for longer and is a much much bigger cash cow, so. Um, I guess they feel like NBC is really trying to milk that for as much as they can because I think they paid like for the next contract for EPL they paid like a billion dollars for wow. soccer. Yeah. So I mean, like, so people are like gonna complain. Oh, why can't I have this all this rugby on NBCSN? Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it, I think they're they're working with uh, Aviva to you know try and not have all the rugby at the same time on a Saturday. So that we'll have like staggered start times, 
um, in general, because that's apparently just an American thing, staggered start times. Um, but uh, you only have so many networks that you like so many channels that you can broadcast stuff on. And if you go into the gold app, there's, you know, probably like five or 600 different streams every day from content that they sell. It's not just rugby. They have track, they have cycling, they have soccer, they have even basketball, their basketball package. Um, You know, you're then they've just, it's just tons of stuff. If you just wanted to watch sports, you could just buy a bunch of packages. Like, so, you know, cycling, triathlon, whatever. It's not, it's pretty, it's pretty significant what you can pay for if you wanted to just watch sports. Yeah. Overall, it's, it's, a, it's a very good value. I mean, people complain about the Six Nations too, um, because there's behind the paywall, but I'm, I mean, like 60 bucks for, for that like to go to a bar and watch it you have to pay twenty dollars every time you enter just to watch one day's worth of games some people were like oh, i'll just go back to my illegal streams i'm like well that's fine but you know some people like myself are willing to pay the sixty dollars for you know for six nations premiership rugby world cup and now um european cup or champions cup i'm sorry as well as the challenge cup playoffs like the semifinals and everything like that's 60 bucks for that is great and, and like I said, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, I was gonna say in in England, you don't get it for that much. Oh no! Like so that like when I was speaking to Dan Lyle about this, he's like, "Well, Americans are like I don't understand why people are well." He understands why people are complaining. He's like, "It's what uh, you have to buy three different premium network subscriptions to get all of the games if you want all of the games, right? Because you've got Sky, you've got BBC." And you've got BT, all with their separate rights to the Aviva Premiership. Mm-hmm. So, so like, like like I said, I think it, it's the marketing thing. If they had gone with the, hey, you pay this low amount per month, I think they would have gotten more people. But they decided to go with the bigger amount. It's the same price. It's it's like, it's, it's like it's, it's it's yeah, it's, it's marketing. It's it's like. Including taxes in the price when you buy something, or not including taxes, you're going to see the price and say, "Oh, that's expensive," but you're paying the same amount. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but I'm really happy. Yeah, I mean, I had it anyway, so it makes me even happier. But all this stuff coming together, um, I know Champions Cup, like ESPN wasn't even really airing it. Um, Josh, you said like it's it's yeah, like they have it. They pay for the rights. We know you have it. We see it. They they I, put I see it all of it. All of it was on last year. Yeah, all of it. But what wasn't it in? Like, didn't they didn't even get the English version? They went with the French. No, language it, no, it was the English. It was the English okay. version. It was. Um, they even had Challenge Cup a lot last year too. And top fourteen, they actually had that too. And now they're playing like one top. No, they're not even playing top fourteen this year. Ugh. Yeah, they are. They are. What? Yeah, it's on Sundays. We don't even know. That's, that's the issue. We don't even know. On Sundays. <laughs> Because they get Super Rugby on Thursdays and Fridays, some Saturdays. And then yeah. they've got the sevens now, too. So, Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Moving on to news, views, and abuse. Um, no abuse and really no views this time, but news. Three items. Damn. So first one coming up, um, it's kind of cool, actually. Utah is moving its first two exhibition matches to Rio Tinto Stadium, which is where... Uh, Real Salt Lake actually plays. I think it could fit about twenty-two or twenty-three thousand people. 
Um, they're playing on March 30th against the Glendale Raptors, and then I believe they're also playing against Alberta. Ontario. Or is it Ontario? It's Ontario. Okay, so they're, they're also playing against Ontario Arrows. I think the week after that, I couldn't actually find the exact date, um, but that's because the the stadium that Real Salt Lake um, is letting them just rent out um, that their academy is using isn't ready yet. Um, so instead, they're going to play at the the full huge stadium. So if you're in Utah, they're playing at the stadium. It's going to be a great experience. Um, you'll probably see more people there than you would at an Eagles match. So it's already going to be, um, I guess a relatively busy day so get out there i was always surprised that when that stadium was built they never had an eagles match there well they've i don't know about an eagles men's eagles match there but two years ago they hosted the women's super series i forget where that was played though um it was in it was in salt lake city somewhere so it might have been there and it might have just so um Victor, what do you got? Well, guys, so um, and it's been a while that this has been on on the app, but Ultimate Rugby, which is a fam- very popular uh, rugby union app, uh, added Major League Rugby. Uh, actually, er, late last year, although they didn't had the the logos of the teams until this year. So if you are again, if you have the app. Probably already know. If you don't, I definitely suggest that you download it. Don't download it. It's a good way to keep up with all the leagues throughout the world, especially when Major League Rugby now starting. And I'm actually looking at the app right now. So again, definitely works for me. And all the scores, I don't really have to bother to look around a lot. And you have teams from all over, so definitely worth the time. Uh, also, if you can get the um, the premium thing to it as well. Definitely worth it as well. You get all the breakdowns of the like if you like stats like that, but if you don't, that's okay. That's just for crazy people like me. <laughs> I was gonna be honest with you. Uh, all right. Uh, final one is uh, Thursday is the start. Yeah, Thursday because it's the twenty second is the beginning of National Media Week. So National Media Week for Major League Rugby is basically a week and a half. So that's pretty cool. Um, in the run-up to National Media Week, uh, tomorrow night, I've got Kenny Sexton. Yeah, Kenny Sexton. Um, Angus McClellan and Alex Tucci of the Utah Warriors. So uh, we'll chop that up into three different lineouts for the podcast. Uh, I've got each for about 30 minutes. Maybe I can stretch it out a little bit longer. Uh, I will have They will be on the show right after their Tuesday evening practice. Um, uh, give me a second, Aaron. Kenny uh, Scott, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Not Sexton. I don't. Kendrick Scott. Thank you, Kenny Kendrick. Scott. Kendrick Scott. Yeah, there we go. That makes a lot more full, sense. Full name is Johnny Kendrick. Sexton, weren't you? It's okay. I had Johnny Sexton in my mind too. Congratulations yeah. to Ireland for the the, the grand, yeah. grand Slam, by the way. So. Oh yeah, they won. Yeah, Grand Slam for that. Ireland. Uh, that's right that was that was a good match that was a for them that was a good match uh for 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 the english yeah i feel for england effort till the end yep i feel for england so um all right questions from bob guys um ll rugby one it's i think it's life love rugby is his blog there we go um 
Should the MLR do an all-star game? Probably not the first year, of course. Yeah. Um, what's better is NFL Pro Bowl style or like MLS all-stars versus high-profile international teams? Um, I said yes, but not until there's a league minimum and do it mid-season and more, so more like a NBA, MLB, or NHL all-star type thing than like a Pro Bowl. Now, the, the, oh, I'm sorry, Josh. The way I see it, guys, is that I like the idea of having, a again, an, an all-star game, but it will be good to have it during the preseason. So the, 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 the way I see it is it's almost like the seventh tournament that they have with, with um, the premiership. But instead of that, you have, again, all-star game, uh, either, again, MLS style, where you just put all the guys together against an international team, or you have East or West, which is the, the most common American thing they do. So again, you have that at the beginning of the season. Everyone gets, you know, uh, oiled up for the, 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 the season that's about to start, and then you're good. They get what? They get oiled up. Oiled up. I see. I see. They, get, they, they get the rust out. Okay. So that's why you have it. That's why you have it during preseason. Because if you notice, all major rugby uh, leagues, whether uh, or league, they always have a small tournament before the start of the season. So, in Premiership, in English Premiership, you have the seventh tournament. In National Rugby League down in Australia, you have the nines, the Oakland nines. So something like that. I wasn't Super Rugby had the Brisbane tens. Uh, oh, and then well, you got the Brisbane tens. Yes, Brisbane that's right. 10. Then you've got well. Then there's also. Uh, World Club Tens on Madagascar, which is everyone mm-hmm. that gets invited. I want to see this year. I want to see a, a like some teams from MLR go to World Club Tens. I agree. Uh, and then Madagascar, have the World Club Challenge in, in again in league as well. So yeah, I think, I think the national sport of Madagascar is rugby. It's funny, it is, but it's an, I don't know what happened to them. They're they just are not a very um, yeah well-off country and it's also the last country that gets the flu or whatever virus that you get in that game actually you know what guys i don't think that the no because the world uh, tempting that's actually not in madagascar that's in mauritius i think mauritius no, mauritius i think that's in mauritius i don't think that's in i don't think that's in madagascar that makes it even harder to get to well mauritius is also in, in the in the in the indian ocean just like madagascar that's, that's what i'm saying um, I mean, it's not right now. Yeah, but I think it's a Mauritius, actually, um, not a Madagascar. I do think, though, that if they did something for MLR, um, it does make sense to get people warmed up. But at the same time, the American League is not going to want to put something before the season starts because they won't be able to really hype it up. Like, you know, I'm not saying just like how so, typical American sports are, but like having a Pro Bowl, like if the Pro Bowl was before the NFL season, NFL fans would be confused. Like, well, why is this before the season? I don't really care. Um, so, so I got I got to thinking of the MLS idea where they do it in the middle of the season against a team. I don't know what team would be available, but like Aaron said before, that the with the new World Rugby calendar, internationals going to July, you could take the internet of uh, fifteen of internationals that aren't selected and play a team that's available to play. Yeah, that's actually. That was something that I was thinking too. The um, I don't know if if the All Star Game makes a ton of sense because 
in many ways, the Eagles are essentially the all-star team for the MLR. Not entirely because a lot of them play overseas, but I think it would be interesting to see something like that. Um, also interesting when Canada has enough players. So maybe like be, so a U.S. and a Canadian all-star what team. You, what if you did um, – so maybe not east-west. I'm not sure if you could do this. Um, yes, uh, Victor, I just looked it up. Um, last two years, it has been in Mauritius or Mauritius, depending on how you want to spell it. Uh, or pronounce it. Right. Um, so MLR Exiles versus, um, you know, whoever the the MLR, you know, not the Eagles. I wouldn't say the Eagles. I wouldn't call them that. But because, oh, yeah, MLR Exiles, so all the foreign players that aren't from Canada and uh, the U.S. Um, form a team under a coach. And then you have uh, basically Canadians from ML that are in MLR and Americans that are in MLR. That's your, that's your team. Yeah, that makes. Those are the two teams. I think that was so, something along the lines I was thinking of. But so you, exiles versus North America, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, exiles like versus that. U.S. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, if you got Canadians North no, America, Canada. Yeah, I'd put Canada and U.S. together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Maybe would not at first because we don't have that many foreign players, but. Yeah, but yeah, the other thing too, like you can only really have at most five foreign players per team. So how many? That's game day roster. Oh yeah, game day roster. But still, like, if they're how many how many foreign guys are they going to have on the actual roster? That's not game day. Yeah, I guess it depends. Well, I mean, look at Seattle. Yeah, I got, I got like fifteen. But I, I, yeah. but I do like that MLR Exiles versus Canem. Uh, yeah. Whatever. What 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 I call it? Canem Falcons. Uh, I don't even know. But Just, um, all right. So Tomahawks. <laughs> the Tomahawks. I, okay, rugby league. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're not using that one, so whatever. All right. Uh, should MLR obligate it from Liam, um, Madigan, the poacher, the poach? Uh, should MLR obligate itself to release contract figures, injury details during the season? It can be argued that if fans are supporting the league and its teams with their own hard-earned money, ticket sales, merchandise, advertising revenue generated through traffic, the league should reciprocate the sentiment of being transparent with all things that affect the on-field level of play. Um, this is America. So that's what we're used to, right? Like in every sport in the United States, you have contract figures released uh, after, you know, they're done. Uh, I think that has to do with certain laws that we have. And then the injury reports, have to probably have to do with certain laws we have. So I think at some point when there's a league minimum, a lot of these ideas that are floating around, um, I, I'm not good with until there's a league minimum, right? So that if once players are mobile, um, you know, we should have like contract figures uh, available, but not even contract figures as much as the injury reports. Cause the injury reports really, like will affect like the you know game day. I I know it's college, but it in college it's coach's discretion. Well, I mean it's all all of this had well that's college. So you have HIPAA, and then you have FERSA. So you have a bunch of like other things that protect student records. 
Um, now I gotta kick Victor out. Return a double Victor. Oh, oh my no. god! It's, go a second, let me get him. I got him. <laughs> I just told my you worst nightmare. Eject. Yeah. I, I don't know what. I don't know what. Thank you. Thank you for taking my double. Oh, he's still here. Kick him out. <laughs> so, the, so the injury one, I want to see. That, I want to see that done. You know, um, the contract figures were not there yet. At some point, it will get released. You know, when every player's, uh, you know, represented by an agent, that'll happen. So, yeah, I think. I mean, it is interesting how American sports have this and others don't. I tried looking up really quickly. Um, I don't really find much reason other than the actual league putting it out there. You know, some people think it has to do with actually prevent some gambling. Um, I don't really understand how that works. Um, I think, I think actually, oh heck, actually, does this make sense? Then um, they're saying that if there was someone who worked for the organization that was like in this example I just read, it said janitor, but if they're just like someone that works on the staff and they know that a player is injured, then there could be some sort of gambling or like, yeah. Self- so basically, it prevents. Uh, well. It prevents insider trading at the gambling sports book. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's part of the reason. Um, Victor, let's get out of yes. here. Yes. Oh, wow. That's it. We're done? Beautiful. Yeah. And it's just like that. Awesome. Well, nice um, quick hour and a half. Beautiful. Well, guys, before we, we leave, any final thoughts? Oh, there's three games this weekend. Yes. Uh, the United New York versus the Boston Mystics. I think I'm going. I'm I think that's gonna be it. They're gonna get torched. I think Rugby mm-hmm. United is going to eat the little like bird in the in Mystics uh yeah, the it looks like a pigeon. You can no, just say it. it. We'll call it's it. A okay, the the seagull. They're gonna eat seagulls for dinner. Yeah, the duck um, I don't the think I don't think it's gonna be close. At all, I think they're going to put like. Was, weren't there rumors hours. about it being recorded? Um, supposedly it's being streamed. We'll find out. Um, if what you see in the stream this time next week, we'll know for sure whether or not it was. Streamed. <laughs> yeah, <of course>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nola versus uh, Houston, Houston is going to be streamed on the Gift Time Rugby Network. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's he's actually going to do it. Yeah, that he was streaming the capital one and that one. Well, I, I thought he was doing um, somebody. I thought he was doing a college game. Uh, no, he's promoting an event pretty soon called the HBCU Classic, but not this weekend. Yeah, yeah was, there, there was actually um, a school in Pennsylvania, which I think it said it was the oldest historically black college university. They just started their like yeah. next year will be their first year with a program. Yeah, so they just Ooh. launched it. So maybe they'll be added to the HBCU comp. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, and the third match, Austin versus San Diego, um, at Stadium ATX. I don't have any details if that's being streamed. Yeah, but this actually Could very much, do that. Um. Okay. N- no, because he's going to. Uh, I think he's going to Nola. Need that. Um, this is a, a really good opportunity because now we'll have at least two matches for fantasy rugby. I know everyone's been dying to play that. 
Um, so we'll, we'll throw something out for that, especially now that there are two MLR, not including New York and Boston. We may not do that because that's kind of tough to do. Um, but having two teams or two games, that's four different teams. Just think of all the players you can pick from. Yeah. Mm. No, exactly. Okay, so let's go home, guys. So in that case, first of all, guys, thank you for joining us on episode 28 of the Earful of Dirt Rugby podcast. Um, as always, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to our channel at Earful of Dirt podcast here on YouTube. So you can check out our live streams, which are obviously live. Start at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all of those three platforms at Earful of Dirt. Check out our website, of course, earfulofdirt.com, where we're constantly writing articles about matches and the like. And make sure to add our podcast to your feed, whether it's through iTunes, Acast, Google Player, uh, excuse me, Google Play, Stitcher, Play, and Player FM, and of course, there was a review on either one. Okay, we haven't read a review in a while. We want to get on that. And finally, leave us a voicemail at our number, phone number, which is 1 2679 again that's 1720 2679 so with all that said everyone uh, this uh, again I'm Victor that was Aaron that was Josh that was Dan unfortunately you know Corey this week hopefully he'll be okay by next week and we'll see you next week but as much as connect with earful of dirt anytime we're on Facebook and Twitter as earful of dirt you can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. Until next time, for Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>